Yeah, I had to help a neighbor. It was like windy as hell around here, and my neighbor's uh, trampoline flew into the yard of their neighbor. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> run over there with a third neighbor and help out, you know, just kind of put it back into place. It was crazy. <laughs> I do have a, a hard out. My wife has to use my studio, a.k.a. her office, uh, at <laughs> <laughs> for a noon thing today. So uh, should we get going? Let's do it. Rude. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 6, Episode 2, The Anonymous Donor. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, Meet the Blacks. Uh, only we didn't have any homework, and we really only have one little bit of trivia. This from I find it funny the goofs people point out because Curb is plays even more fast and loose with continuity than Seinfeld did, and we found that Seinfeld would do that all the time. We go, wait a minute, why? What this doesn't make sense with the thing they did mm-hmm. before. It's like it doesn't matter, right? And that's why you can watch a season six episode right after a season three episode and not even know that they were a few years apart. But and and Curb is even worse at it than like I was reminded. I forget where, probably on Reddit, browsing a Reddit thread. I was reminded that Jeff and Susie are supposed to have a little baby right now. Oh, that's right. What happened to the baby? What them? happened to the baby? <laughs> that baby's supposed to be like five by now. That's right. <laughs> because she was pregnant in the episode with the sponge cakes. And then <laughs> they mention it. The last time the baby's mentioned is at Ben Stiller's birthday party when Susie is starting her t-shirt business. And she's like, yeah, I can, I can do this out of the house and watch the baby. And that's oh, it. Oh, God. That is and it. that's the last time you mentioned the baby. Oh, I forgot about that. And that's not like, you know, Larry, like we pointed out last week or whatever, Larry made fun of a guy for wearing the very same kind of hat that he wears in the episode. That's like a human they introduced. That's like a character <laughs> that they introduced and never talked about again. So all of that is is prelude to this fun fact from the season five finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the end. So th- I didn't really, this isn't even really about Meet the Blacks. I don't know why. Oh, no, wait. So this is, so in Meet the Blacks, you remember Richard Lewis plays golf with Larry and Jeff and in the season five finale, the episode directly, not directly before, we know he took a little break there. Richard Lewis refuses to let Larry use his favorite putting iron. But in this first show of season six, the plotline has it that Lewis never plays golf. And yet his clubs were right there at the entryway, ready to be swung. And he did not want to loan Larry his precious putter that he uses every game. And then all of a sudden in the next episode, he he never plays. So <laughs> yeah, file that under, you know, someone got fired for that blunder. Um, and... We shall not consult the book because the book has ceased to is- exist for us. So, uh, yeah, that's do basically we need, do it. Do we need like a, a fill-in segment here? I don't know. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> nice. Let, let, us, had... let us consult the Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, that. that I, I don't know. I, I do that, but there's no extensive Wikipedia or any sort of fun trivia um, archives or anything for these episodes, so... We're just kind of going to have to... Is, is, yeah. there like a, is there like a fandom wiki? I think there is, but it, it almost never has anything worthwhile. Just kind of like maybe a, a little bit more of a plot than you might find on the Wikipedia page. Mm, okay. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, if uh, if you got an idea for anything you want us to uh, fill in the whole of the book, <laughs> uh, let us know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And and we're we're calling for the publication of a book. You know, we haven't done anything yes. except talk yes, about this podcast. But Tim, maybe maybe we're just gonna have to make it. That would be cool. Except we don't have access to any of the information <laughs> that we need for it. I, I would rather <laughs> pendant, pendant publishing true. take yeah. care of that or whoever. <laughs>
yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine us. Actually, you know what? Let's just make shit up. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> people would buy it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Vivica A. Fox uh, smokes in real life, and it wasn't even a plot point that her character smokes. She just surprised Larry right then in the in the, the episode Meet the Blacks, and that's why Cheryl didn't react to it. <laughs> Fact. And now now we'll be we'll be um, right. you know quoted in articles as like the one source of this and then those articles will quote other articles much like the peter dinklage was the voice of the sexy phone operator in in that episode of seinfeld <laughs> it was just debunked we're just gonna we're just gonna start start it here i guess yep. yeah absolutely all right well uh d- damn do we have any news or anything i don't think so other than peter dinklage finally getting debunked <laughs> by by snopes the um oh uh, i did see this i don't know if this is news but i did see Seinfeld Clue, it could be news for our listeners, Seinfeld Clue is on sale for $10 at my local Barnes & Noble. So, Ooh, yeah. wow. And, and I was like, I would, That's a I would buy this if All I right. thought I could convince anybody, and I was really referencing my family, but anybody <laughs> to actually play it with me, but <laughs> I don't think I could. Are <laughs> uh, any of your, uh, your trampoline relieve, re- retrieving neighbors uh, I could probably, Seinfeld yeah, fans? I could probably talk. I know, I know one I, of them I know is. J. Lord Condog would definitely play some Seinfeld Clue with me, so maybe I should go back and pick it up just to just to have it, just to be a completist. <laughs> would you say J. Lord Yeah, isn't Condog? that what his Patreon name is? I, I, think, he, I think he got like, oh, mi- mixed up somehow. J-Dog, I think it's J. J. Dog Con Lord. I said J. Lord Condog. I like I like both. <laughs> hey, yeah, that one's that one rules. Okay, now we need someone to sign up for the Patreon with the name J. J. Lord yeah, Condog. <laughs> I mean, he could pull a who was it? Uh, Nick Kudla. He could pull a Nick Kudla and just have two accounts. I mean, that's legal. <laughs> um, I, I think it was. Uh, I think Nate it was Collins, Nate Collins okay. who had the two accounts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other stuff and this is really i mean this whole segment it just became an advertisement for our twitter account because that's where i it's sort of my notepad for news the i think you should affirm i think you should leave fan account introduced a pretty sweet seinfeld inspired itysl hat that i would never wear because it's like light denim with the seinfeld it's very nice yeah. but it it is a cool i mean it's cool if you want to get it go ahead i mean if you think you can pull it off yeah, and I think did Nick Kudla send that to you as well? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then there was a '90s con in Connecticut. I don't know if you heard about it, where like all these stars of night, like Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and all these boy bands and people from Clueless, they you know showed up, and it was it was like your normal comic book convention or sci-fi convention or whatever, but it was celebrating the 90s everything about the 90s so uh, alicia silverstone was there and someone asked during the clueless panel if she would do a sequel to blast from the past and said and she said i would do anything with brendan it was so much fun i just saw brendan after he won his oscar he's so cute so the magic is still there so and and i <laughs> yeah and, and i'm sure it's in in no way her trying to attach herself to recent oscar winner brendan yeah. fraser absolutely not they're, they're the best friends absolutely they're, they're still and i doubt friends. his first move after winning an oscar would be a sequel to a modestly successful 90s <laughs> romantic from comedy the past yeah. yeah but it would be fun oh my gosh i mean imagine if you know he oh oh my god ted it writes itself this is what we're gonna do not the curb book so Brendan Fraser freaks out about Y2K and once again gets locked in his bunker, which opens up in 2025, and the world is crazy. Boom! Oh, no. Another oh, blast from the past. God. 
wait, that guy who had a cameo in Home Alone 2 was president? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. Wait, wait, the, 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 the successful New York businessman who can do nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong was president of the United States? Yeah. How did that go? And then everyone just like kind of just motions around like, well, I mean, it happened. Yeah, that I mean, it, it writes itself. It would be it would just be excellent. So I think we're going to get that going. And by the time we get it produced, you know, maybe Brendan Fraser will be on another downswing and he'll be in the mood to do. Um, oh, man. Oh, well, let's hope not. For, for Brendan for Fraser's, Fraser's sake, sake, let's hope he stays let's, on top. Yeah. Let's hope not. <laughs> I agree, but I would like. I would also watch that movie in a heartbeat. We'll get Dave Foley again. Oh my gosh! Like, oh, and then he's like, "Wait, Dave Foley can get married now?" The Supreme Court says. So. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be great. All right. If you've never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the last twelve <laughs> minutes being uh, almost all research and bullshit. Uh, we like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the show and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last 20 years. If we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet. I guess I have to update the last 20 years because it hasn't been 20 years since oh, 2007. True. You know, whenever we whenever we started Curb, it was 20 yeah, years plus. that's right. Wild. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> What is uh hasn't seen these episodes years? since they aired? Mm. Or I guess you can update it every okay. I'd say 16 years, yeah. Tim hasn't seen these episodes in the last 16 years. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over anything, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at no hugging on Twitter or no hugging no learning show at gmail.com. Both those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify if you use either of those apps. If you also like what you hear just a little bit more than the level of just giving us a rating or a review, I mean, we gladly appreciate those. We'll, we'll welcome those with open arms, with our with our arms wide open, as Scott <laughs> Stapp once sang. But if you uh, if you like us a little bit more than that, you can go over to patreon.com slash no hugging, where for five bucks a month, you are going to get early access to extended versions of all of our episodes. And you're also going to get periodic movie reviews from the Seinfeld extended universe, where we just dropped a fun one a couple of weeks ago with my wife, Grace, joining us to talk about forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of Tim's least favorite movies we've ever watched. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I don't know. I it was fine. It was fine. When you hear my, you know, my review at the end, my rating. What, what did you like? Like less than um, it, off the top of your head. I mean, you know, it's, it's tough to say because we watch stuff that like is not made for a forty-year-old guy, like The Parent Trap, which was a fine. It was it was an enjoyable movie, but like I could find fault in it, no problem. But then I'm, but it would be sad if I. I forgot that we did the Parent another Trap. Grace classic. It'd be sad if I found fault in the parent trap because it's not meant to be found you know it's not meant it's not a movie meant to be dissected like that it's just fun so i don't know i, I we've done so many uh i don't know but it was it, it was i don't know i didn't have a bad time <laughs> okay i gotcha i gotcha um but yeah patreon.com slash no hugging where you can join the ranks of nate collins tamara ortiz the guys and gals over at the idiotville podcast john and kathleen murphy tim's dad and mom because there is no password sharing we've got will hall nick kudla Danica Lagorio and J Dog Conlord, Adam Webb and Megan Stolarski. Thank you guys so much. Again, patreon.com slash no hugging. 
all of that being said, Season 6, Episode 2, The Anonymous Donor. Original air date, September 16th, 2007. And if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see the Davids and the Blacks move into a new house and take in a guest, semicolon, Larry alters a dry cleaning mm, rule. I bet we could make it better. It's not It's not yeah, great. Because, especially because <clears throat> moving into a new house has very little to do with it. Uh, you say very little, like it has anything at <laughs> all true. to it's do with it. It's just sort of like something they had to put in in the beginning of the episode because th- their house burned down in the last episode. Or didn't, you know, or at least had like, a fire run through it. I, I think I think Loretta has one line about the house, and then it's just, yeah. you know, back to normal. And this is the fucking house from last season. They they went back to I their rental. So. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> They went back to their rental, so I'm guessing the landlord just wasn't able to find anybody to <laughs> to lease or or to or to sublease. Maybe they were still on the lease, yeah. you know, because uh, the the house got finished up. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was the same one, but it's funny that how they reference that as we get into this opening scene. But yeah, it has. I mean, it, I would venture to say someone probably had to convince Larry that. You can't just show up in this house. You have to kind of close out the storyline from the last episode where your house was ravaged by fire. You can't just start the episode. Like, no, no, people don't care. What do people care? Jeff and Susie are supposed to have a baby. No one cares. (laughs) But I think someone was like, why don't we just have you guys moving into a new house in the beginning of the episode? Fine. There has to be a setting, I guess. Uh (laughs) So, okay, maybe maybe I'm getting into, like, spoiler territory here. Do we ever hear from this baby again? Like, does this baby just show up in, like, season nine as a four-year-old or something? God damn it. Okay, I was hoping so because that would be Judging by the Reddit thread that I was in, I I don't, you know, people people seem to forget about the mention about the t-shirts. People think the last mention of the baby is the fall, when when she falls and lands on the sponge cake, she does mention it in the the season that was with Ben's birthday party. She does mention it. So if she had never mentioned it, yeah, people probably would have been like, oh, wow, I guess she did have a miscarriage when she took that fall off the balcony when Sherry O'Terry pushed her. Because they mentioned it again, that was the big mistake. <laughs> like, I could do this and watch the baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so the baby, baby is, is alive. alive. We we know yeah. that as of season four, episode one yeah. or two. I think Ben's birthday party was probably two. Yeah, because Mel's offer, then Ben's birthday party. That sounds right. Uh, and then never again. So that was their big mistake mentioning. It. Otherwise, yeah, we're 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 a full two seasons <laughs> yeah. later now. We're full, and, and I mean, well, th- there was a a full year in between. Season five and season six. So, okay, we are at September 16th, 2007. Season four, episode two was uh, January 11th, 2004. So we're three and a half <laughs> years later. This baby is yeah, almost four. Yeah, baby is thinking about kindergarten. And I mean, I mean, don't forget, Larry <laughs> has a successful restaurant. Larry, who knows how long Larry had a starring run on Broadway. Larry David is like the real life Homer Simpson. Whenever they remind Homer of all the stuff that he's done and he doesn't remember any of it. Like, you went to space. You did this. You were, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, I don't know about it. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, what about your successful? Re- I guess it's just passive income to Larry. There's nothing interesting to the audience about it. It's just something that, that is just out there making money for him. But And he ran on Broadway for... Who knows how long, you know, a season or two? We don't know. But so to get into the episode, though, Larry and Cheryl uh, and the Blacks are moving into the aforementioned new house, which is the rental from before. And so I thought this was funny because the aunt echoes Wanda's feelings about the house looking like a hotel. 
they mentioned that, which I thought was funny, a funny way to kind of bring it bring it around because that's what Wanda Sykes said about it when she came. It looks like a hotel. You just put a concierge, a, bell, a bellhop right here and, and stuff like that. So Cheryl gets a call from Ted, and as Larry mentions to Jeff, I, I like Jeff's reaction. He's like, that's not a woman? He's like, no, that's Ted Danson because the way she's talking to her on the phone is like talking to one of her <laughs> girlfriends. He was like, they talk, on li- they talk online. They talk on the phone all the time. It's like becoming a habit with them. They chat often. Jeff. Technically, they, they are online. They are on, on the, the phone line. line. Yeah. And Jeff's been helping move, <laughs> but he's leaving. And he is, though, going to see Larry at the NRDC opening. They are There's going to be a Larry David wing. He donated a ton of money, and so they're naming a wing after him. And the event is a kind of a reception for that. Then there's a knock at the door, and it's Loretta's brother, Leon, a.k.a. J.B. Smoove, finally making his Curb debut. And he, uh, you know, greets his family. And I love Larry's question. He was like, was he impacted by the hurricane? And Loretta's like, no, he lives here in L.A. Uh, which, you know, and like, which room should he stay in? <laughs> which room is going to be his? <laughs> so Leon is staying with the family in this amazing house, which is hilarious. Uh, the next morning, uh, it, we we see the exterior of the house, and it is once again. And here's the thing that I didn't like about the rental versus the real house. This is the house that they had the Seder in because it has that fence that Larry has to open to get to his paper. But that was the the I guess that was the rental, and the the Seder was in the rental house. But sometimes we see the exterior, and it was that other house. I don't know. I, I'm confused about all the locations, but. Cheryl is creeped out because she was in Leon's room and she saw a semen stain on the blanket in Leon's room. She doesn't want Larry to confront him about it, but Larry must. And Leon denies it was him, (laughs) mostly for the fact that there's no jerk-off material in the house. Yeah, yeah, they're on they're on basic cable. What does what does he say? You expect me to jerk (laughs) off Andy Griffith show? I, I did like whenever he walked up, he's obviously talking about, like, taking a shit, but uh, Larry stops him and he's like, all right, you, you better hurry up because yeah, I'm about to yeah. bust. <laughs> I thought it was funny that they were talking about a semen stain and he was like, I'm about to bust. I'm like, uh, wait a second. You already did, I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I thought, and I like the little side conversation they get off because they're kind of arguing, but then they get off on a side conversation about Aunt B and Clara. And who the characters in the Andy Griffith show were. <laughs> and Larry's like, I don't remember Claire. I know Aunt B. <laughs> and Leon's like, who's the girl? Answer the phone. And he's like, I, I don't know. Uh, and then they get back on topic. But Leon is uh, adamant that it was not him that did that. Uh, so over at Ultra Clean Cleaners, which has been previously featured on Curb Your Enthusiasm in The Survivor, talking about season four, uh, season four, episode nine, this is where uh, Anna or Anna works. The uh, great Gina Gershon is back. Uh, portraying Anna, who Larry almost had an affair with uh, in that episode. And he's dropping off the blanket with her. And I like that, uh, you know, she inspects it and he, like, doesn't want her. He's like, wait, just wash it. Just throw it on the pile. <laughs> just throw it, yeah, <laughs> throw throw it, it in the bin, bin yeah. he says. And she's like, what bin? I have to see what I'm cleaning. And then, like, as she's taking a look, she just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then he's got a fest. No, it wasn't me. Okay, there's someone staying in my house. All right. <laughs> so then Larry is picking up his dry cleaning and his Yankee jersey is missing. Yeah, his uh, his Joe Pepitone <laughs> Yankee jersey. And Anna's like, oh, well, 
It's gone. It happens. Yeah, what I the did. fuck? I would be I would be pissed. I would be in Larry's situation yeah. here. I'd be so I did not angry. know this was a law of dry cleaning. I mean, I don't dry clean often, and I've always gotten <laughs> everything back, and I've never gotten anything that wasn't mine. Yeah, the, this sounds like something that legitimately happened to Larry David <laughs> once, and then he wrote it into the show as though it's an established law of the yeah, universe. Yeah, it happens to everybody all the time with all dry cleaning. Yeah, ha- happens happens to everybody. Meanwhile, it's happened to him once and no one else yeah. really ever. I- I'm sure it's it's happened, you know, but it's not fucking as prominent as yeah, he as everybody it is. in this universe thinks. <laughs> but that's the law of dry cleaning. You know, sometimes you lose things, sometimes you get things, and no one ever returns it because it's you're not supposed to because. That's just the way dry cleaning is. It's yeah, yeah it's yours now. That's right. It's yours now. You lost something, sometimes you gain something. And Larry's gonna change that law. I love as he picks up his clothes <laughs> and walks out. This was such a funny tag. Anna goes, I'll have your semen covered blanket ready on Wednesday. And Larry like stops in his tracks, <laughs> like doesn't even turn around and then starts walking again. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, so over at the NRDC, Jeff confesses and admits that he was the the masturbator he caused the stain on the blanket he said it was during passover he yeah. was over there he was had been drinking a little bit he got an erection <laughs> and he took care of it like it's totally normal I, I, yeah just to, totally totally normal i did love jeff's line though here he's like what it's not like i did it during yom kippur i would never do it during the high <laughs> holidays <laughs> you're still you're still jerking off in a friend's room and cleaning yourself up with their blanket oh. that is on the bed I mean, if you... and not, like, making any attempt oh, to I clean know. it up. I, I, I say that like that's the yeah. egregious part of it. Uh, and why not Why not just go into the bathroom? What was wrong with the bathroom? <laughs> There's probably 12 in that house. No, you had to go into the guest room. Uh, just weird. Uh, and he, But Jeff's like, no big deal. I mean, I know it's just it's a plot yeah, point, with, but it's like a long walk for the audience to make it us think yeah. that Jeff with, would do this. With 12 bathrooms, I'm sure you've got one that's exclusively yeah. for doing that. <laughs> but Jeff does need, you know, it's no, and no big deal to Jeff, uh, but he does need his sunglasses. He left him at Larry's house. So if he finds them, uh, I need him desperately. So bring it back. Cheryl comes over and greets Ted. And as Larry pointed out to Jeff earlier, they do their playful slapping like touching each other's, as Larry put it, that sex to platonic friends because that's as close as they can get to touching each other. They have to do that kind of like playful tapping and slapping on the, <laughs> the shoulders and chest and stuff like that. And so they all go inside to the reception. And you can see there's a, a big silver letters that say wing donated by Larry David. And the other wing says wing donated by anonymous. And La- that pisses Larry off because now it looks like <laughs> he donated all the money to get the credit. And this anonymous guy is, uh, you know, makes him look bad. But then it gets even worse because Cheryl spills that Ted is anonymous. Ted Danson is anonymous. And that offends Larry even more. And I agree with him on this. He's like, no one told me you could be anonymous and tell people. Yeah, that's uh, it's a little shit. Yeah, once again, we're going against <laughs> the spirit of what anonymous means. And he so he gets all the credit for being anonymous. And he gets all the credit for being a great person for not wanting people to know. And he gets all the great credit for actually donating the money that led to the naming of the wing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Larry doesn't get no. any of that. He he gets he gets like a few like mild like yeah. thank yous later on in this uh in this um this ceremony, but it's nothing compared to the claps that anonymous yeah, it, gets. It seems like everybody in the whole reception knows anonymous is Ted Danson. 
Uh, so Larry does go over to talk to the real-life Senator Barbara Boxer. Oh, I didn't know this was uh, actual senator yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah, she filming? was the, oh uh, the one of the senators, a Democrat from California from 93 to 2017. She served in the Senate, and that was after representing California's 6th District in the House of Representatives for about 10 years. So this is the, the real-life Senator Boxer. Uh, and Larry goes over to talk to her to bring up the dry-cleaning rule. And Senator Barbara Boxer is on the side of the law that's in place saying it it balances out. Sometimes you get something, sometimes you lose something, but it, it all balances out. In fact, she's <laughs> like, you see these slacks? They're from the dry cleaner. So they're, they're, they're slacks that she got from the dry cleaning law. And so she's not on the, the side of, of Larry to to change it at all or do anything like she could. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know what you'd do, pass a resolution or something. But Ted Danson comes over and Barbara Boxer just fawns over him. And she knows he's anonymous. In fact, she tells Larry, did you know Ted was anonymous? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. not only does everybody know, but everybody is fine with telling everybody else that, that Ted is anonymous. And it's great how smugly Ted is in this episode and, and accepting everybody's praise for being anonymous, but also having it the other way, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need all the credit while he's getting the credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want to point this out because like it, it jumped into my mind last week, uh, but I'm so glad that we got yeah. Ted and Mary back because they went so long without being yeah, part of the yeah. show. I wonder what was like, they, they were like, they were the first celebrity couple that Larry and Cheryl were hanging out with. I think in the, yeah, pilots. I think you're right. They're like making famous friends and they're like talking about their strategy on how yeah. to like keep hanging out or, with them. Or maybe, yeah, maybe not in the pilot, but I know like there was the episode Ted yeah. and Mary, which was in season one. And then like season two, season three, season four, there's no Ted yeah, and Mary. Yeah, or at least very little, if any. There was, was season two, the restaurant, because I know he's in that a ton. Okay, yeah, season okay. two was the restaurant, but then season three and season four, I don't think there's yeah. any Ted and Mary. Yeah, so it, it, it's good. I think they stick around for a while after this. I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe Ted was filming Becker or some other sitcom or something, uh, because, <laughs> yeah, he's a great foil for Larry, and it's, it's just so funny. I mean, even in this scene, the senator is like, you are, like, in front of Larry, knowing that he's the other guy who, you know, whose name is on the wall, like, you are just number one in my book. You're just the best person, like in front of the other guy who they're there to honor, uh, who did just did not remain anonymous, and that's his big sin. <laughs> that's what makes him number two or lower in the senator's eyes. Uh, so she gives some remarks to the crowd gathered there at the NRDC, and this is funny that you kind of reference when she's like, "We want to thank Larry David," and there's like a smattering of golf claps. But then when she's like, and yeah, anonymous, yeah. and there's a huge applause. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's hooting, there's yeah. hollering. Like everyone's like, yeah, thank you, anonymous. And like, they, they donated the same amount of money, <laughs> yeah. I would assume. You know, they, they got the same wing sponsorship, but because anonymous didn't want the name. And Ted credit. is acting like the applause is for him. I mean, his facial expressions in this are very Yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's very, yeah, he's got a, a look of gratitude, a smug gratitude on his face, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, so driving home after the gala, Larry says, you know what, next time I'm going to be anonymous and tell everybody. I didn't know that was an option. Next time I donate money, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, meanwhile, Cheryl knows that Jeff was the masturbator because, of course, Ted told her because they talk all the time and tell each other everything. So, yeah, and actually, like whenever, whenever it's Larry 
Jeff and Ted, and then Cheryl walks up. Ted, in that like playful exchange, says, "Oh, I, I have something. To, I have yeah, something to yeah. tell call you. Call me later. Let's talk later. I got some." And Cheryl's like, "Ooh, I have something to tell you too." You know, like they shall share gossip all the time. But you're right. I didn't clock that until later. That he literally, like, we know what he had to tell her, and it's that Jeff was the masturbator. I wonder what Cheryl told. Yeah, I don't know. Then. Maybe she just wanted to have some goss. I, I guess. I guess you'd be like, "I found, I found cum on one uh, of our blankets," and then Ted's like, "Oh, you're never gonna guess. I know that, and I know who it was." I wonder if it's just kind yeah. of like the same. Yeah, type I love of that. Deal. Yeah, Cheryl was just like, "Here's some personal news," and it's this guy Leon, and he's like, "No, it was Jeff. Jeff told us it. Yeah, he just told me. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> Jeff is banned from the David house. Cheryl has banned him." Uh, and Cheryl's also upset. I thought this was one of the funniest parts to me. <laughs> she is like, and you weren't even going to tell me. She's mad at Larry that he wasn't even going to tell. Her. He's like, no, I was going to tell you on the way home or when we got home or something. I thought we'd have a laugh about it. And Cheryl's like, have a laugh? Oh, hey, uh, our friend <laughs> came over and, you know, jerked off in a room and, uh, you know. And just wiped <laughs> it on her blanket and let it dry for ha, ha, ha. And, and Larry's like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> Well, maybe it wasn't funny. Okay, well, hang hang on. Okay, so when uh, so this is taking place nine sixteen two thousand and seven. When is Passover? Uh, oh, geez, let me see. Passover two thousand and seven was Jesus what? Christ <laughs> April. So, and this is September. Th- that comb has been dried on the blanket Yeesh. for five months. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's better than fresh. I would rather take six months. I'd rather take six months old than six minutes. Yeah. Than fresh. <laughs> yeah. The older, the better, as far as semen goes, in my opinion. There's our poll quote from the episode. <laughs> um. I, I'm really tempted to put in the episode description that one of the things we talk about oh, is God. old cum. I was gonna. Oh yeah. Well, I was. I was thinking like the. I mean, the we did see Passover at the David's house, but it was Passover like two years ago at this point. So that was in my mind. Like Jeff was there and whatever, but maybe <laughs> that's the last time that he was there. Yeah, and it was Passover. and it was a big deal that Cheryl was having the seder at her house. At their house because, uh, you know, because she's not, you know, Jewish by, you know, birth or whatever. Um, she wasn't brought up that way. And so the fact that she was hosting, it was a big deal. So you got to imagine maybe that was the only time they did it. So maybe this come is like three years old is what I'm getting around to. Oh, God. Okay. So it's it's no newer than five yes, months yeah, yeah. old. And it's, it's potentially no older than three yeah. years old, which is... I would think Good that, Lord. I, I mean, then again, like between five months and three years, how much more disgusting? Yeah, not, does it I get? think it gets less disgusting as time goes on. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. So, are you saying then <laughs> that there is a limit of time where you would be comfortable taking a nap on a blanket that has like old? No, dried I would take. The, I would not use that blanket, of course. <laughs> but if I had to pick it up and take it to the dry cleaner or something, you know, I'd be less. <laughs> grossed out you'd you'd be less inclined to like wear rubber gloves and a hazmat suit i would still like fold it so it's well on the inside (laughs) of the blanket just have to like crack it close (laughs) into a square because it's just all like stiff but i but i venture to say that cheryl would only want to host passover because it went so horribly i would think that next year and the year after that she would say no we're not going to host another seder again we'll go somewhere and, and do it you know we'll let some we'll go to somebody else's passover seder and so that's why i think that was the last time 
that <laughs> so i'm surprised that jeff remembered like oh oh yeah wait a second that was three years ago that was me <laughs> but so let me see where are we oh uh so over at jeff's Larry is there to tell Jeff that Cheryl found out from Ted that he was the masturbator and let Jeff know that he's banned from the David's house. And Susie overhears that part and she comes in and says, wait, what? You're ban- what? banned from what? And so they're forced to tell Susie what happened. And Susie is upset, as you might imagine. This line I thought was funny. She was like, she's sickened by Jeff, calling him, you know, a sicko and all that, but also saying that it's adultery. You brought your semen outside of our home. That's adultery. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was. She was like, "You can do that in here. You can't do that anywhere else. You can do that at home." <laughs> but then also, she's like, "And who the fuck is Cheryl to like punish my husband? I'll take care of that. You can't ban. You, you know who's she to like ban him from your house? I'll tell you what. You're banned from our house. Larry David is now banned from Jeff and Susie's house. <laughs> so the ban goes both ways. Uh, at home." Larry is chasing Loretta's kids in a the classic ghost costume with a sheet over his head and two eye holes cut out. But he is tackled by their aunt who thought he was wearing a clan sheet. <laughs> what is the aunt's name? I don't I forget it. Do, do we I don't learn even it? know if they I would love to not I would love to stop calling her aunt. <laughs> Let's find yeah. it out right now. Aunt, okay. Curb your enthusiasm. No, not beloved aunt. Auntie Ray. Auntie Ray. Yeah. Auntie Ray. That's right. Okay. Go. Okay. I, I just couldn't remember yeah. remember her name. Um because they, they, they call her Auntie like very, very often as yeah. just kind of a uh, a, a colloquial 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 is is it colloquial? I think or it's colloquial. colloquial. Yeah. Colloquial. Yeah. Colloquialism. Yeah, yeah, but we I, I I think she was introduced. This is my Auntie Ray in the last episode, but I didn't write it down and I didn't know if we'd learned it yet. So yeah, that's her name. And she tackles Larry because she thinks he's wearing a clan sheet. Uh, and while on the ground, he finds Jeff's sunglasses. And so he gets up and invites Leon to take a ride with him. And Leon just needs a second because he's finishing playing his tiger brand LCD electronic driving game <laughs> is what it looked like. <laughs> Hell yes. Yes. That's that's exactly what it was. It was one of those tiger games. Which is hilarious. I, I mean, that was a bla- that's a blast from the past right there. I used to love those <laughs> things. Oh my gosh. I had a baseball one that I loved. And and yeah, you could get like, you know, you get like Street Fighter, but it wasn't, it was like there was two <laughs> frames of each of the two different fighters. Now you could choose, oh yeah, I want to be Blanca or I want to be M. Bison or whatever. It was like there was two on there and you just kind of like beep. Boop. And they beeped back and you, forth yeah. between the two frames and like that equal to hit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's you can be either fighter <laughs> one who is always on the left or you can be fighter two who is always yeah. on the right. And and there was like punch and kick and side to side. And that was it. Those were like the only buttons. <laughs> but he's playing the driving version. It looked like a steering wheel. I was like, that's hilarious. And he's like, it's so important. He's like, all right, give me give me two minutes or something like that. Um, and so uh, in the car, Larry is explaining to Leon about Jeff and how he's sorry that, you know, he got blamed for what Jeff did. And then Larry sees someone wearing a number 25 Yankees jersey. And by the way, I could tell because they stopped right in front of Benton Sporting Goods store that this was in front of 1038 Swarthmore Avenue in Pacific Palisades, California, which we've been to before. We had another scene in this same little shopping area because it was this particular sporting goods store closed in 2018 when Rick Caruso, the real estate magnate who ran for mayor of LA, I believe, under the guise of being a Democrat, 
in this last election cycle. Um, he was developing that whole area as Palisades Village, kind of like a prefab shopping center that may, mm-hmm. you know, like when you go to a, a theme park and everything has like those stucco facades on, on top yeah, of them yeah. to make it look like it's ancient Rome or whatever. Um, it's that kind of shopping center, but, but but definitely high end. And so, you know, Benton's was going to be a part of it. And then they, after 35 years, they decided to just close the doors. But so that's where they are. And Leon persuades the man in, uh, you can tell, kind of, you know, he's he might be a little aggressive. He never lays hands on the guy, but he just kind of demands the shirt and the guy gives it up. Uh, the guy, by the way, Ken Jong. I was going to say, Tim, if you don't mention this, I will. I, like, I, I was so stunned yeah, by this. I could not believe it, especially because he's just credited as man in jersey number one. <laughs> And <laughs> like he, he was already somebody, I think, in 2007. Yeah, right. Th- may- then again, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Well, okay. Yeah, we'll look yeah. I've written it down. Work. What was Ken Jong doing around 2007? Because yeah, I mean, and it's funny. Like he didn't even need to be man in jersey number one because man in jersey number two has a name in the in, in the show. His character has a name, so Ken Jong just needed to be man in jersey, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just first man in jersey. Maybe he did need that. But yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, And so over at Jeff's, Larry gives Susie Jeff's glasses back, and he also has to use the bathroom. And so Susie agrees to temporarily lift the ban so that Larry can use the bathroom. Which I think both of us knew exactly where this was going. And uh, and Larry gives her a playful tap as a thank you going in, and she, like, (laughs) punches him in the solar plexus, like, full (laughs) fist. Which was hilarious. He's like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, you hit me. Because he's like, hey, thanks a lot. And he like slaps her on the He's like, what the fuck? And like punches him right in the chest. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so back in the car, Leon and Larry are driving. And they see another number 25 jersey. And Larry takes a closer look at the jersey that they took off Ken Chong. And it's a 44. And Larry's jersey is a 42. And so Larry, Leon gets out of the car. I love Leon's just like, let's do this. Let's do this. You know, I'll I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll do anything. Like, he's <laughs> he's freaking hardcore. Like, um, And so Leon gets out and gets that jersey, but it's Merle from the NRDC, the guy who, you know, he pulls – he's obviously, you know, some sort of uh, bigwig there because he pulled Senator Boxer away so she could give her uh, remarks and stuff. And he did get it from the dry cleaner, he admits. And he admits it because that's the law of the dry cleaner. You keep what you get and you lose what you lose. Uh, but Larry uh, explains that he does not ascribe to that. So he's going to take his jersey back. And the guy's like, oh, well, you know what? I'm on the board of the NRDC. We'll take your name right off that wall. And Larry is, <laughs> in a restrained way, ecstatic. Yeah, he's he's trying to hide how thrilled he <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, like challenging the guy. Oh, do it. Do it. I dare you. Do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Put anonymous yeah. up on the wall. And Merle's like, oh, I will put yeah, anonymous like, oh, on do, the yeah, wall. Yeah, right. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see, like, challenging the guy. So funny. So good. <laughs> when when in reality, he's, you know, yes. he would love to see oh, that. so funny. <laughs> oh, I would love oh, to yeah. see that. Just try okay. it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> S- saying his <laughs> yeah. real feelings in a confrontational way. Yeah, like a sarcastic, way. confrontational Yeah, you won't. You're not going to do it. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, so hilarious. Uh, so over at Jeff's, <laughs> Sammy screams at a teddy bear that she's holding. Uh, and so back at home, Larry and Leon, this was so, they're playing war, the card game war, and they're wearing their matching Joe Pepitone jerseys, <laughs> which I love how their bromance is blossoming already. Like just knowing where it's going. Yeah, not even not even a full yeah, episode. Larry in. has like a best friend now. <laughs> it's so awesome. 
But Susie comes in and accuses Larry of masturbating on Sammy's bear. And the other thing I love about this scene is how much Leon loves Susie's mouth. He's like, ooh, oh, I love hearing a woman with a smart mouth like you. And she's like, yeah, well, fuck you too. And he's like, oh, like he gets off on it. <laughs> yeah, like he's saying, ooh, you take care of yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the more, and when she berates him, like he's, the look he has on his face is one of pure desire. He's like, oh, like he loves it, which I thought was a hilarious way to play the scene. I forget how it comes up, but Larry says it wasn't him. But it was so, and Susie's like, oh, what? So it was just some anonymous person? And then Cheryl just enters the conversation not knowing what yeah. anyone is talking about because she just hears the word anonymous and yells down, oh, I know who anonymous is. It's Ted <laughs> yeah. Danson. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Ted. And Larry plays that up too. He's like, oh, that's sick. <laughs> that pervert. <laughs> oh, the other funny part that Cheryl says, she's like, oh, I know who anonymous is. It's Ted. Yeah, that's how he likes to do it. It makes him feel better about himself. <laughs> right oh my god yeah that just drove it home in such a funny way and so we cut to ted and mary who are enjoying a nice afternoon on the couch doing crossword puzzles or something and mary gets up to get the door and it's she says uh you know to ted it's Susie for you and ted's like oh yeah i wonder what she wants and and so we leave the scene only imagining what Susie unloaded on ted yeah exactly And so uh, walking through uh, the shopping center, Larry is wearing his jersey and he runs into a friend who thinks it's just so wonderful that he took his name off the wall. And she's like, I'm, you know, it's so great that you put anonymous up there. And, you know, I hope you don't mind. I've told a couple friends and it is I mean, the plan is just working out perfectly. Larry is now anonymous and everybody knows. <laughs> but as that friend leaves the conversation, Ken Jong is hanging out with a couple of friends uh, some big dudes and says that's the bald guy who took my jersey and they chase after him all the way to the NRDC building but the security guard will not let Larry in but he says that that's my wall I donated that wall and he's like that says anonymous and walks off yeah. and he just walks but away Larry... <laughs> sir that wall says anonymous <laughs> and I know anonymous doesn't read Larry David but also, Good if Larry day. was just a poor guy from the street who was being chased by a group of toughs, you know, as a security guard, you have duty to let him in the building, like a stranger, just to, just to see what's going on. Obviously, there's an emergency. That's your job. I don't care that it's not in the building right now. It's on the grounds, and someone's about to get their ass beat and mugged for their jersey. <laughs> um, you have a, you have a duty to step in as a security guard. I'm I'm sorry. That's what you signed up for. <laughs> Um, but no, he just walks off and leaves Larry banging on the window as Frolic starts playing. And that's the end of the episode. All right. Uh, do we got any yeah, homework? Just Ken Jong. What was he doing in 07 to not even get a, to get a, a one line, but no character name in a, in a Curb, the, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you like for cover art this week? I mean, I, I would love, I love Larry and Leon and their matching jerseys. I think it's funny. It doesn't have much to do with the episode, but it was, it was one of my favorite scenes from the episode (laughs) i don't know what are you thinking uh i was thinking like maybe larry running away from (laughs) uh from ken jong and the street toughs but i don't know there's no good like scene or like visual scene with like larry and the blanket or larry and Susie with Susie holding up the bear in larry's face yeah i mean larry and ted at the nrdc is kind of plot wise you know when they're getting their applause and larry is 
looking pissed off and, and Ted is looking, you know, smugly, uh, you know, as I look of smug gratitude oh, on his face true. might be good. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Larry jacked it onto the bear? What happened oh, with God. that? I don't know. What is the deal with that? I don't know. Did he? Because yeah. that's real gross. It's not. Um, I mean, that's not an equal reaction. Even, even if he wanted to jerk it on something at Jeff and Susie's house, pick a blanket. That's tit for tat. Like, not a child's plaything. But, like, who did that if that's what it actually is? I hope we find out later, like, oh, no, she forgot, you know, some open Elmer's glue <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I just hope we find I hope we find out that no one, you know, because there's no good there's no good answer to that. I hope we find out that no one came yeah. on this teddy yes, bear. I hope that's what, what they drop in a line for, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she got she got something on it. I forgot she brought a cinnamon bun up there or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's uh, let's see what we can do about okay. this week's description. So we had the Davids and the Blacks move into a new house and take in a guest. Semicolon, Larry alters a dry right. cleaning I rule. hate it more than I did when I heard it uh, because it's about the wing and the anonymous. I mean, it's called the anonymous donor and it's about the dry. I do agree it's about the dry cleaning rule, but I think we can say like, you know, Larry and a new guest develop a friendship. But I think we can we can say even Larry and a new guest go looking for his lost dry cleaning. But I think we can say that even better. Larry and a new guest search for lost dry cleaning while um, maybe just a maybe a period like so maybe a period like Larry and a new guest search for Larry's dry cleaning. Something about you know something about the NRDC wing like and everyone knows Ted is an anonymous donor. You know something like something like that. Oh and and how about the, okay. Larry and a new guest search for his dry cleaning. Ted Danson gets undue credit or something like that. Or Larry's upset. Ted is getting undue recognition. Something like that. I know that second one was longer, but you see where I'm going? Yeah, I see where you're going, but I don't know how to streamline it. I mean, I think maybe just Larry's and, you know, so Larry and a new guest. How about Larry and a new guest reclaim his dry, Larry's dry cleaning? Does that make sense? Larry and a new guest reclaim Larry's dry cleaning. While Ted Danson receives undue recognition, but I, but that doesn't really. Oh, how about the? All right, all right. Larry's upset with a dry cleaning rule, a dry cleaning law, whatever. Larry's upset with a dry cleaning rule and Ted Danson's undue recognition. I mean, we lose the new guest. Yeah, yeah. I lose, I like that because it because Larry's yeah. upset about both. Yeah, but we lose the new guest. But what can you do? Do you want to tack on special, special guest J.B. <laughs> yes, Smooth at do. the end? The, the, the Seinfeld glasses? Yes, I do. <laughs> no, I, no, I, <laughs> I don't go. have to have that, but, you know, I, I do miss. But you know what? I mean, it's like, it's also, that's not part of the episode. It's like they've they've taken him in. If there was any plot about it. Yeah. yeah he's not if there a was, guest. He, if there was anything like Cheryl pushes back, but Larry wants him to stay. No, it's like he's there. So it doesn't even need, it's as, it's as yeah. much of a plot point as the new house because it just happens. That's very so true. I'm fine yeah. with not having yeah. it now. I, I mean, we can make the synopsis. The Davids and the Blacks move into a new house, and there's a new <laughs> guest yeah. that shows up, and all of that is taken care of in the first yeah. like, 90 seconds. Yeah, that's an HBO. That's the HBO Max plot line right there. But no, we came up with a better one. Larry's upset with a dry cleaning rule, and Ted Danson's undue recognition. Yes. There we go. I love that. All right. So, Tim, did you like I, this episode? I had to give this episode a star. And so two episodes, wow. two stars okay. uh, for season six already. I liked it even more than the last episode I got because no I thought it was way. I thought it was really? a, a great curb episode. And I got 
bigger laughs than I did. I remember last week just thinking it was a great episode, and I only got a couple of good chuckles out of it. But this one, I was laughing out loud in a lot of in a lot of scenes, and there's a lot of weird hurdles to jump over, like the like the masturbatory thing. But I mean, that's just typical weird plot line for Curb. It's like I just had to live in this universe for a second where a friend would do that and think it's not a big deal and this dry cleaning rule exists. Maybe it does. I don't dry clean enough to know. So I'm willing to suspend my disbelief (laughs) and just enjoy this episode as much as I did. What about you? Okay. Well, going into actually recording this episode, I did not give this a star. I did not give this a star low, but... Talking about it and and hearing your reaction to it, I, I think I'm gonna bump it up to hey. a star low at the very least. Um, I, I I didn't like it as much as I liked season or yeah. episode one of season six, but it is it is still funny. Uh, I I definitely don't not like it as much as I don't like <laughs> other episodes we've talked about. You lost me. <laughs> I don't not like it more than I don't like other episodes. <laughs> I, I I definitely dislike other episodes of the series. Oh, yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Is that, is that, is that a little clear? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't not like it as much as I don't not like other episodes. As much as I don't don't like other episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I, I just had a great time watching this, and and I'm just so glad to see JB Smoove in there because. <laughs> I mean, it, it just seems like Larry and JB just met and just got along instantaneously and, and just discovered yeah, a I'd, comedic partner. I'd love to know how yeah. they met, too, because it seems like it seems like he was written into the show based on, like, a very long friendship that was <laughs> already, like, I don't know, a thing with yeah. Larry David. And they just formed such a great comedic partnership that, you know, it's you get the juxtaposition of like an old white guy and a young black guy. I mean, that's just, you know, that's as funny as like the skinny and fat trope that has played since, you know, the Ballville <laughs> days. It, it's just there's so much comic potential there. And the fact that they're able to mine it as successfully as they do is uh, something I'm looking forward to as the as because the, I think I think JB is still on. I mean, I think he's going to be on this upcoming season. I think he was on last season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was his Instagram account that showed the uh, behind the scenes of all the cast. Like, yeah, we're getting ready to film uh, whatever season it is. We're getting ready to film season thirteen of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, and and the fact that they're already uh, you know already wearing matching jerseys and stuff is is great. Yeah, so uh, I, I mean, I I almost hope this next episode is bad because I can't get my top three out of the way on the first three episodes. <laughs> ah, sure you can. Uh, what is the next episode? Next week, we are going to have season six, episode three, the Ida Funkhauser Roadside Memorial. Original air date, September 23rd, 2007. And if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry argues with Susie and Richard Lewis over condolences and is accused of pinching flowers by Marty Funkhauser. Wow, a long one. Lots for us yeah, to play is. with. I almost <laughs> ran out of breath. Well, I like the long ones because that only means that we get to use the same amount of space. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it covers a lot of ground, too. So we'll see if that has, uh, you know, we'll see if we have to do anything with it. I don't remember much of this episode. It sounds like Marty Funkhauser loses his beloved wife is what it sounds like. Maybe his mom? I don't know. I, I yeah. think it might be his mom. I mean, he already lost yeah. his dad, didn't yeah. he? That was the, uh, the five iron. All right. We'll see. Uh, is that it? Yeah, I think that is it. All right, for No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hallwell. Be good!